This is Inside Lakeside, Episode 2. I'm your host, Chris Slayton, the broadcast media teacher here at Lakeside High School. This week is a conversation with Ben Pettigrew, a fourth grade teacher at Lakeside Intermediate School and assistant high school soccer coach. Ben has spent the majority of his school years at Lakeside before continuing his education at Washtenaw Baptist University and playing college soccer. Ben is also president of the local Hot Springs Soccer Association. Ben and I talked a lot about soccer, but we also talked about his experiences at OBU. Did you ever have to go see the dean at OBU? (laughs) Uh, No, I kind of hope my mom's not listening, but yeah, now she knows. Uh, The win-at-all-cost mentality in youth sports today. Kids need to learn how to deal with losing. Losing is a part of life. They need to learn how to deal with that, knowing that it's okay to lose. Like, that's, that's part of it. So what are you going to do to change it? The story behind his recent engagement. Mom, Melinda Dodd, used to work at Lakeside, and Melinda tried to set me up with Courtney probably two or three years ago at a professional development. The moment he knew teaching was the right career path. You know, I see 27, 28 kids smiling, looking at me, and I would say that was really my aha moment. Like, this is it, Ben. This is where it all starts. This is where the journey begins. And his favorite dessert. I'm, I'm a simple guy. I'll go vanilla ice cream. I'm real, real simple. What? I know. Actually, hey, let me take that back. Let me take uh, hold that on. Back. Vanilla ice cream? Yeah. So like like, like hey. Bluebell. So just tell me about your background. Uh, you as a person, your school experience, your family, what got, got you where you are now, I guess. As much as you feel comfortable kicking out. Yeah, sure. Uh, grew up in Hot Springs. Uh, for the most part, moved here when I was in second grade. Um, started Lakeside halfway through that uh, that year. Um, went through Lakeside all throughout. Graduated from Lakeside. Um, went to OBU for four years and then ended up getting a, a job here. Uh, as a para coming out of uh, undergrad, uh, trying to figure out what I really wanted to do and how to go about accomplishing that. I knew I've I've wanted to be involved um, in some aspect with kids for a very long time, just something that's always I felt called to do. Um, And like I said, I got a job here at the Intermediate as a para. Um, You know, right away I kind of realized I was one of the only males in the building, so I felt like that was kind of a sign for me, like this is is where uh, I need to be. Um, ended up getting into the MAT program <clears throat> through Henderson, uh, and fortunate enough that uh, Lakeside gave me a chance to be a fourth grade teacher down in the building. Um, so I've been doing that for uh, going on five years now, uh, and it's 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 been an awesome experience for sure. You moved here in second grade, correct? So, so what was that like? Uh, it was it was different, you know I. Coming from Texas, um, my school is actually a little smaller, which most people assume your school is just a lot bigger. Uh, but it was one of like six elementaries in the city for uh, a feeder uh, middle school. But um, it, it was different. You know, it's it's pretty neat just because some of the kids, I can still remember my first day in second grade walking into Miss Elliott's room. Um, she's still down there in the building. Um, and some of my lifelong friends, I still can remember walking in and seeing them. Um, guys like Stephen Clem, um, I know who you're familiar with. Um, still one of my best friends today, so it's kind of neat to think about. That's when it all started. Well, you kind of hit on something that's kind of unique and cool at the same time is that you understand that new student experience and how, like, even, you know, in second grade, you remember someone coming up to you and saying hi. So how does that impact how you deal with 
um, the kids in the intermediate. De- definitely. Um, a little more on that, I guess, open up, you know, a little more background. We started as a, um, a foster home probably when I was 12 years old. Um, and I would say going back to relating to kids, that's that's probably been um, between that and my, my mom, who's my hero, the two biggest, I would think, that have shaped me uh, with being able to relate to kids. Uh, just the perspective I was given, we probably had anywhere from eight to 10 kids in our house from the time I was 13 all the way through my junior year in college. Um, so again, I think that I've been fortunate in that aspect because it gives me a perspective a lot of people uh, probably don't get to have with the different experiences um, that those kids, when they are coming into our home, that they came with us with. Uh, and just being able to use that um, in the classroom, um, understanding that, you know, you don't know what's going on uh, at home and being able to, it gives me a little more patience as well uh, with those kids because I've, I've seen firsthand on more serious cases the effects that has on, on, on children. So I think um, when you look at that, those, those have probably been the two biggest things, my mom and just uh, being a foster home for uh, 10 years of my life. You say being a foster home, and I'm, I'm not exactly familiar with it. So what does that entail? What's that mean that you had 8 to 10 kids in your house? Help me out. Okay, yeah. So um, we're actually a therapeutic foster home. So the kids that came to, to our house were kids, um, not just your normal foster um, experience, kids that had either been um, abused in some aspect or whatnot, um, the real serious cases. Um, so we started that when I was 13, and my parents ended up getting a divorce. Uh, my mom continued to do that as well, so it wasn't you know, necessarily two parents leading the foster system. It was me having to play a much bigger role in that with my mom and helping with uh, transportation, helping with dinner, helping with uh, all sorts of things. More, I guess, what you would say like a parent role with those kids, not necessarily just a brother or sister. I was having to really step up and help mom. You mentioned that, that your mom's your hero. You want elaborate a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully she'll listen to this, but definitely my mom is probably the, the most selfless person I, I know. Um, just um, just an incredible person. And the fact that my parents, we split and we were foster home, and my mom continued to do that as a single mother on top of working two other jobs. The fact that she never complains to people at all, and if anybody has a, you know, a right to complain, in my mind, it would be my mother. Um, I mean, just it played a huge part uh, in my life and the way uh, you know, I perceive things and the way I deal with people on a daily basis. I, I, I look back to the way my mom uh, handled those situations, the way she took on every day, and it definitely played an impact into, in shaping me and who I am today. Man, that's, that's super cool. And, I, and um, I mean, and, and taking in different kids, and you talked about you had to essentially grow up and be more of a parent, you know, um, at an early age. And also I think that's, a, again, a great way to relate to other students. And uh, you talked about your mom as your hero, so that kind of rolls me into another thing is, um, if you had an educator or a person in your life who was most influential to you, who would that be? Oh, there's, again, I've been very fortunate, like I said, I had a lot of people that I consider uh, major influences on on my life. But if if I had to pick, pick one, um, it probably would be, uh, Coach Moses, who I work with underneath now, um, just for the fact that it's it's a little different relationship with a coach and a and a, a player, a student athlete, and the fact that I had Coach Moses for four years uh, going through Lakeside, um, kind of again like that father figure for me going through school and keeping me in line and just seeing how he um, 
how he works and deals with the students as well. Um, just really played a major impact on me wanting to um, pursue coaching. And now you're working with Coach Mo. Yeah, yeah, really neat, really neat. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So college athletes. So did you did you play? Like, what was your what was your role at OBU? Like? <laughs> so my I got down there and it was a bit of a wake up call just because. Uh, no offense to Arkansas sports, but they're a little behind in a lot of lot of areas. So I got down there with my teammates and was definitely a fish out of water my freshman year. Uh, had to figure it out pretty quick. I was going to have to change positions if I was ever going to get to to be able to play down there. Um, so took that to heart. Got in took weight training very seriously to try to give myself an opportunity to play and worked hard and my was fortunate enough again my sophomore, junior and senior year to be able to start uh, down at OBU. Um, so it was it was a it was it was a lot of work. It is a, for those that are a student athlete or have no student athlete, it is it is like having a full time job on top of going going to class every day and everything else. Uh, but it's something that I'm very thankful for because it teaches you a lot of very uh, valuable uh, life lessons that you can take with you uh, once you graduate as well. Uh, what about, um, did you ever have to go see the dean at OBU? <laughs> uh, no, I kind of hope my mom's not listening, but yeah, <laughs> now she knows. Uh, I, you know, OBU, I, I love OBU to death. Um, it was a great, a great experience for me, and I always encourage, you know, people that are visiting or pr- prospective students, it is a great place. Um, you know, with that, with that being said, um, it is a, a private school, so the rules are a little more tight. I mean, I never did anything too overboard, but I did like to, you know, push push the limits. Um, you know, maybe it was taking – they have social clubs, not fraternities or sororities down there. Maybe it was taking letters from a certain club and painting them their rivals' colors or, uh, you know, just little little things like that to push push the envelope or push buttons. So I did have to visit the dean a couple of times. A couple of times. Uh, I only had once. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we, we went – we went down there. I went down there a couple times. Uh, like I said, I've always I like to have fun and like to like to make people laugh. So uh, nothing nothing too bad. But yeah, I did have to visit the dean a couple times. And unfortunately, the dean has family that lives in Hot Springs. So that news traveled pretty fast to the city of Hot Springs and my church family as well. So uh, I learned pretty quickly anything that happens there will get back to the city. So <laughs> you start off as a para. What what was the Tell me about that process. What, why did you decide to do that? Because I think that's that's a pretty again. It shows like hard work um, is the fact that you didn't necessarily come in and get hired right away with a teaching job. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like putting in your time and doing your dues or whatever, showing whatever it would take to get a spot. Yeah. So I, I graduated from OBU, and I was trying to figure out. There's a couple uh, actually uh, options for. Mm, alternative routes for licensure. One was the Apple program, um, one is an MAT program. And so I was trying to figure out which one would work best for me. Um, I knew I needed to get some sort of experience and a para job happened to open up at Lakeside. So I thought that would be a great opportunity for me to get some experience, get my foot in the door uh, while I figure out the best route for me for getting my licensure. I ended up doing the para route for two years at Lakeside. was kind of like a I guess you could say a tutor, math and reading tutor, as well as the ISS and D Hall room as well. Uh, so again, I, I mean that experience. I'm very fortunate, like that took me on because that experience was uh, very valuable for me. Um, and it also, again, I got there, realized I was one of the only males in the building. So it was kind of neat to see how all that kind of came together and kind of reinforced my calling. I was like, okay, this is this is where I'd like to be if I can. There's not a lot of 
uh, male influences down here. So I think this would be a good spot for me to hopefully make um, a good influence on some of those kids. Awesome. And now, and then you got into fourth grade? Right? Correct. I, this will be my fifth year in fourth grade. You're a fourth grade teacher, but you're also a high school soccer coach. Correct. How did, uh, how did your first experience go in the fourth grade classroom? Oh my goodness. Uh, if it, anybody tells you I feel like their first year was not hard, they'd be lying. I mean, I felt like I was swimming upstream with weights on my, my feet for most of the year, just trying to keep my head above water. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate with my partners that I have and uh, Dino Hartzell and Carol Murray, who um, played a huge part um, in getting me through that first year, as long with, you know, the building ad admin as well and people like Miss Connie in the front office uh, checking on me. Uh, it was it was hard. It was very hard. Again, especially coming from a non-traditional route as well. I didn't have a lot of uh, experience uh, in the classroom besides my para years, which is, is was nice, but still very different from being in the classroom. Uh, so it was it was something that was hard and challenging, but really really rewarding. Honestly, once I was able to get, I'd say really through those first two years. Um, just to be able to to get through those two years and start, you know, picking things up and learning and um, feeling more comfortable uh, at it. So it was it was challenging, but it was it was definitely worth it. You talk about it being worth it or whatnot. Um, at what point do you have any, or do you have any like aha moments where it's like, hey, this is why I'm in education. This is where I verified, as you said, my calling. Um, do you have any any moments or stories that you're like, yep. I got it. This is this is where I need to be. I wouldn't say just one moment. Honestly, the the first day, my first day in there, and I'm I'm greeting the kids at the front door. Um, they all have you know have a seat. I've got a little instructions for what them to do on the whiteboard. I go to you know I go to the podium. I look out in the class. You know I see 27, 20, 28 kids smiling, looking at me. And I would say that was really my aha moment. Like, this is it, man. This is where it all starts. This is where the journey begins. And just seeing those smiles and knowing, like, this is awesome. This is the, the opportunity that you have to make a difference. And um, these kids are counting on you, which, I mean, that's a little pressure, obviously. But just seeing, seeing those kids out there just fully engaged in what I was about to say, them trusting me, even though this is my first year, like, they don't care. They don't, they don't care about that. They just care that you're here. You got a smile on your face, and you're you're ready to, you know, give them everything you have. So I mean, that was, I I'll never forget that moment. Just that first time looking up from the podium, looking out at those kids, smiling, looking back at me. That was that would probably be the moment I knew. What what do you think makes Lakeside so special, or makes Lakeside a special place? I mean, you've been in it um, as a student, and now as an educator and a coach. Well, I mean, you, you kind of asked me to ask who played the biggest influence in my life coming through here, and immediately I'm going through a list of 10 names, and I think that kind of the reason to me why Lakeside is so special. I think about, the again, the teachers I'm with right now that I teach with and all the people throughout the building and administrators, um, just the fact that so many of them generally do care about you as a person and want to get to know you uh, and continue those relationships um, long after out of the class, I still have very good relationships with Bruce, Mr. Orr. You know, he's still one of my uh, mentors and my coaches here uh, that I had. And teachers, uh, some of them have gone. Miss, I think of Miss Mutal, uh, Mr. Quadabom, all of these teachers that uh, really invested me and pushed me um, more than I thought I was capable of. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? 
the best piece of re- advice? I'm, I'm assuming relating to teaching? Uh, no, anything in life. Oh, man. You know, it's a quote that stuck with me through high school. It, it's something I brought on my board as well. Um, just that the day is what you make it. I, that's kind of hopefully what my kids see as well. Try to be a positive person. I mean, there's just so much. It's so easy to be negative. It really is. Um, wherever you are, workplace, and there's things that happen all the time. And just the day is what you make it. Taking it a day at a time, things are going to happen. Let's make the best out of it. Um, there's no reason to dwell um, on everything else. What is, uh, what's something that unique that you bring to the table? Like, um, I think the, one of the obvious things is in the intermediate building, you, you mentioned that you're, you're um, one of a few males mm-hmm. in the building. So what, what is something unique that, um, that you bring? I mean, I think you go, going off of that sort of maybe being a little more specific, I mean, I think if you look at family dynamics now, um, there's just a lot of kids coming to me in fourth grade that don't have a positive male influence. Maybe it's a single home or it's just a, maybe it's not a single home, but don't have a positive male influence. And I think that's something I unique, I can uniquely bring to the building to see, you know, a, a, a male, uh, a, how that works in healthy relationships and how, you know, I treat others around me, how I treat not only students, but coworkers as well. And first to see them, for them to see something like that, I think, um, is very important at that age, especially um, I, f- I feel like there's there's just so much development going on that's going to appear when they're older, um, come back when they're older. So for them to be able to see stuff like that, I think, is important. And so if you were to hang your hat on one thing, if you were going to tell your parents, incoming parents, hey, if you have Mr. Pedro to fourth grade, this is one thing, is, or students, this is what you can expect. You know, I tell them the same thing every year, and I, I, I hope this is true. And, um, you know, I, I hope that they see at the end of the year that I truly love their child, that, you know, I, I invested everything I had uh, into getting to know them and getting to help them grow and learn. Um, so I think that's what I would hang my hat on, and hopefully at the end of the year our, our past um, families and students could say, you know, Mr. Mr. Pettigrew truly cared for, for our kid. You were a college athlete. Correct. And in this era, it feels like win at all costs, win no matter what. My, my student's going to be, my child is going to be the next, um, I can't even think of a soccer person, Landon Donovan. There you go. Older. There you go. It's, it's all good, man. <laughs> but, you know, what do, what do you say to, to that? Like, what was your road to being a college athlete? And, and what do you say to parents who are so focused, you know, on that being the case? I don't what, what was your experience, and what would you say to, to parents who are win at all costs? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of positives you get from sports outside of a win or a loss. A lot of uh, positive things you get from sports that carry way past the ball field, the soccer field, um, way past that. And when you start to sacrifice those things for a result, it's, it's very sad to see, and I've seen it as a coach and working in a youth association, those kids are missing out on a lot of things that are way bigger than the game, how to deal with other people. Kids need to learn how to deal to, with losing. Losing is a part of life. They need to learn how to deal with that, knowing that it, it's okay to lose. Like, that's, that's part of it. So what are you going to do to change it? But you need to learn how to lose. Um, and the win at all costs, you know, I see it, they, you know, they blame the refs, they blame teammates. And I, it's just so sad because those, those are the same things that, they're going to carry with them outside of the sport when you're in class or you're at work. Um, so I think, again, you know, winning is great. Everybody, everybody that competes does enjoy winning. But when you start to sacrifice all those great life lessons and um, 
life lessons from sports just to win, uh, you miss you miss the whole point of sports, in my opinion, especially team sports. Um, so I, I that's something that that really really bothers me, and I think you see a lot of negative a lot of nev- negative impacts from parents that push to win to all, all costs. You know, maybe it's kids getting burned out. Um, you cause strain on your relationships with your your kids as well. Um, so that that would be kind of my spiel. I could go on and on for that, to be honest. Just again, I just feel like there's, especially in youth sports, there's just so many bigger things for kids to learn outside of wins and losses. Uh, again, things that they all carry with them far past um, the field. Yeah, and to me, I think one of the big things is is fun. Yeah, you know? fun. Exactly. I mean, be a I mean, kid. They're eight and nine years old. Come on now. Uh, oh yeah, I agree for sure. Let them have fun. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go personal. So mm-hmm. you are just got engaged. I did. So I did. Tell me about that. Yeah. Tell me about your yeah. fiance. What the plans are. Let's hit it all. Definitely. So I I met Courtney. Uh, Courtney Dodge. I met her last year, um, last summer. Um, interestingly enough, her mom Melinda Dodd used to work at Lakeside, and Melinda tried to set me up with Courtney probably two or three years ago at a professional development. At the time, that, I'm sure that never happened to you, right? Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Courtney was a sophomore in college. You know, I'm three years into work. It just, it wasn't something. We're just in different stages of life, to be honest. So that that happened, and then really, I never really thought of it after that. And then a few years later, of course, the way God works, um, uh, me and Courtney uh, linked up and ended up having lunch. And I guess you could kind of say the rest is history. We dated for a, a year. And I uh, proposed this in July um, on our trip, took a trip with friends to, to Canada, which was really neat, and proposed at the top of a mountain. And thankfully, she said yes. So we are planning on getting married sometime next summer, kind of trying to do all that fun wedding stuff right now. we got to find a venue first. And then once we find that, set a date. And then uh, I guess all the real fun begins after that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy for you, for Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's, uh, let's roll into some quick hitters. Okay. Uh, what's the last book you read? Last book I read. Man, this, is, this isn't good because they probably expected me to have read a lot over the summer, which I, I have not. For whoever's listening to this, I'm sorry. Took a little mental break. <laughs> uh, I reread Fearless not too long ago. Um, that was that was a pretty good book. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cried. Yeah, I did too. Okay, I good. I did too. So I, I'd read it once, I guess, beginning of college, and I just it was on my bookshelf, and I was like, man, I really enjoyed that the first time. So, uh, again, it was just something, especially with being able, the fact that the whole Hot Springs uh, tied into it, it just, it's a neat book. I definitely recommend it for those that haven't. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite book? Favorite book? Oh, my goodness, putting all these, these questions on me. Uh... Man, I don't know off the top of my head, to be honest. I should probably read more if we're, we're being truthful. I'm sure this will get on the podcast and I'll get questions about it. But Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Educator and all. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, I know. All that, that spare time, <laughs> am I right? That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I, you only work 178 days. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Uh, that, no, honestly, it's some, reading something I've been wanting to, to get back into because it is, I mean, when I do it, I enjoy it, and it's a nice uh, stress reliever after a pretty hectic day in the classroom with all the with everything going on. So I'll, I'll come back. Maybe you'll have me back next year, and I'll be more well-read for your yeah. podcast. I hear you. Um, what's your favorite dessert? I'm I'm a simple guy. I'll go vanilla ice cream. I'm real real simple. What? I know. Actually, hey, let me take that back. Let me take uh, hold that on, back. vanilla ice cream. Yeah, so like like, like bluebell. 
Blue Velvet Blue Vanilla. Gum. It's different than all the others. But if I had to pick, which you, if, which this is the case. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, it took me a second. I, I haven't had. See, I'm not a big sweet eater, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't. I don't eat a lot of sugar stuff. Okay. But uh, vanilla cupcakes. Big fan of vanilla cupcakes. So just let anybody know that's going to be coming into my classroom. Form, future students, former students, vanilla cupcakes are the way to go. So hold on. Do you eat like a sandwich or do you eat icing first or? Uh, you know the sandwich method where you break it in the middle. Oh, I know you're talking. No, I I go just attack it full on. Yeah, I'm all, all in. in. All right, awesome. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie, oh, man. Should have gave me these questions a little ahead of time. I could have could have wrote down some answers for you, Chris. Trying to, <laughs> trying to hit you off the top of your head. I know, I know. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a Lord of the Rings Hobbit nerd i guess you could say so i would say that the the trilogies for those two are are up there pretty high for me i was a big big fan of those um sports movies um remember the titans will always be one of my one of my favorite sports movies i'll just give you a little bit of each yeah, disney go. i'll go lion king for sure haven't okay. seen the new lion king though so i'm a little nervous i've heard a lot of bad reviews it's the same as the original say i know but i heard i heard it's not as good as the original so we'll we'll see i don't really know how that works but um, disappointed to hear Beyonce let everybody down, but we'll, we'll see. Did you see it yet? No, I haven't seen oh, okay, it. Okay, no. okay. Um, when you're not working or helping out with the soccer association, what are you doing? Well, you know, the last year since I've met Courtney, I've been spending a lot more time, obviously, hanging out with her, going to Little Rock. She lives there. She's trying to get into med school. Um, I've got a dog that I spend a lot of time with. He's a rescue. Um, he loves to go swimming, go for runs. Uh, big like to fish. I don't. I don't have as much time as I'd like to. Um, but I do like to spend time fishing when I have have that opportunity. And then, obviously, I'm uh, like with Hot Spring Soccer. I'm involved in some stuff there too. So I, I stay pretty busy with other events, I guess, or organizations outside of school. What is something that people um, would don't know about you wouldn't know by looking at you? You know, something interesting that I have to explain to a lot of people is I have tremors, which means my handshake. So like, when my maybe it's my handwriting, or I'm up in front of people, and or whatnot. Uh, I guess a lot of people just always assume that I'm really nervous or something. So that's something I'm always like, I, I promise I'm okay. I just have tremors and my hands are shaking. So that's something I have to, especially people that don't know me, I have to explain a lot about why my hands are shaking. Um, so Interesting. And you've always had that? Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, there's so many things that help shape you, but I think that's another thing, kind of tying back to some things you talked about earlier. You know, growing up with my hands shaking was something I was very self-conscious about because it was a lot worse when I was younger too. Um, so again, being able to experience that and then you have kids into the classroom that have differences or some sort of physical difference and be like, Hey, I, I get it. You know, I, I understand I was a kid that was embarrassed to eat cereal because of the cereal falling off the spoon. Like I, I, I get it. Uh, and it, you know, it, it helped shape me and my sense of humor. I feel like I was able to laugh at myself and make people laugh just because I was dealing with, you know, being uncomfortable with it. Um, so again, I, I, I think, yeah. Uh, I know I kind of went off topic a little bit there with what you asked for, but uh, I, I just think it's neat. I think a lot of times people view negative things as just negative things and don't really see how you can turn those things, those experiences or things you're born with in your life and how much positive you can do with, with those things that happen to you or you're born with, in my case with that. Um, there's just so many things that happen that, are, that allow you to be able to relate to others and really change your perspective on things. So Yeah, and it's, it's about taking those experiences and being vulnerable and then being able to share and help others. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that's like, what it's all about, man. I mean, that's, yeah, definitely. 
And I think uh, I think I'm good. You got anything else you want to yeah, share? That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.